Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode. I think this is episode 10. Oh, wow. Maybe 11. Wow. I, actually, I think it's 11. I got an email saying, congratulations, 10 episodes hmm. from Podbean, which is the <laughs> the podcast like tool. It's like this I'm really friends. neat tool that like just puts it out to all the different um, podcast places. So anyway, two months in, almost three, having fun. Uh, we're out of the Psalms though, and uh, changing pace a little bit. Um, quick recap from Sunday morning. Randy, your take on Serving Sunday, the first in maybe Calvary Bible Church's history. I thought it went really, really well. Thanks to everyone, everyone that prepared for it, everyone that participated. And I did send out a Realm post, I don't know, a few minutes back mm-hmm. uh, earlier this morning, just as a follow-up with a couple of those slides that had the ministries on them. So yeah. I was, super, as I, I said to you yesterday, I was uh, overwhelmed by the number of people that stayed and then so many signed up. Yeah. Yeah, Louise in the kitchen, her sign-up sheet filled up, and so she had to flip the paper over and yeah. go to the back. Right. So she was the, I told her, she was the winner of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some of these ministries, even just one or two people can make a really big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the youth group, for example, or the Wednesday night club ministry, to just get one or two people in, in a classroom to really help uh, is a really big deal. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was really, really positive. Um, you kept your sermon to eleven fifteen. So I tried, I tried so hard. <laughs> we- <laughs> when I looked at that clock and I saw I had five minutes left and I was getting to that, that normal segment of the power of the gospel. I was so glad. I, I still left some stuff out. I'll, I'll hopefully uh, help a little bit with, All right. with today. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, every Sunday it happens. I get home and I go, oh, I wish I would have said, oh, I wish I would have yeah. said. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. But we uh, actually, Austin and Jill and myself said, what are the chances he gets done by 1115? And we, all right, true confession. Jill and I were like, no way, no way. Now there's some caveat caveats there because <laughs> how early were we going to get you up there? Yeah. So let's throw some props out to the announcement guy and the slide, or not the slide, the uh, the music team. We got you up there pretty quick. I thought the announcement guy went long, but <laughs> maybe a little. <laughs> um, but we got you up there early. But nevertheless, you got done. And I went back and looked at the live stream, and your sermon was like just over forty minutes, like between mm-hmm. forty and forty-five. Mm-hmm. So it's a little shorter than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah, we all were. Yeah. Um, but that's why we got this this podcast to dive in a little bit deeper yeah. and um yeah, just have some good conversations about um about the text. So we were in Ephesians chapter four. Uh we got some good questions that came in. Um this first one actually I, I didn't appreciate the the comment because it it was referring back to the word idiopathic. And uh, this this kind lady said that actually just uh, Randy did define it. And she wrote, (laughs) thank you. She wrote she wrote the definition down in her notes, she said. And um, so she was just reminding me of that. But she said um, you used another word that she didn't know. 
And, uh, you know, for someone like yourself, you're in this world all the time, mm-hmm. academic studies. Mm-hmm. So I think it can be easy to lose sight of words that are familiar to you, but not everyone else. Mm-hmm. So here it was hermeneutical. Mm-hmm. So give us a definition of hermeneutical. Yeah, just a, a method of Bible study, a method of interpretation. Bible study interpretation. And I hope that it was linked to humility is what I was hoping. Mm. Just so that we're the type of church, the type of people that, you know, we read the Bible a certain way. We have a method by which we interpret and discover meaning. Uh, but I hope we always do that with a sense of humility that we're probably not the, mm-hmm. we're probably not the only ones that get it right. And I don't, I don't ever want to give that impression or, uh, so yeah, just, um, yeah, a lot of those words are out there. And I, by the way, that's, it's on purpose. I don't, I don't purposefully define every one of those terms because over the length of time, the cumulative effect is that more than likely those words show up again in a different context, maybe with a definition, but, Mm -hmm. but I appreciate the uh, opportunity to explain it. Yeah, and she said she Googled it, and yeah. uh, so got a definition, which we can do that now, mm. which is pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, um, it is a it's a funny word. Mm-hmm. Um, I was introduced to it when I was just starting my studies out, mm-hmm. and actually probably at Word of Life Bible Institute, they had a hermeneutics class mm. for the second year students, um, and then you know through college, I think I had a couple of them, and just so when I hear that word, I think of yeah. uh, a way to to read and process the bible mm, that's good biblical hermeneutics mm. advanced hermeneutics i like that thought of, bible study methods yeah i like the fact that my favorite is the, the reading part i think that's what we're doing together every sunday is we're reading the bible together mm-hmm. now that implies of course comprehension understanding and also beyond sunday application yeah yeah and the humility comes in as like a an approach or a posture to the hermeneutic hermeneutical process right yeah Mm -hmm. we don't come in with uh you know we've got it all figured out prideful mindset um and we've got the answers and for what it's worth i appreciate that's one thing i think you've really done a good job at and i've gleaned a lot from over the years that humility in being able to say i don't have the answers to all this and you said on sunday there are really smart christians throughout history who read these things differently than I do. A long history. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just to have that mm. humble humble posture is good. All right, that was a softball. Okay. Good. That was easy. Um, so let's get into the, the text itself, mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, quick summary, if you weren't with us on Sunday or you didn't get a chance to watch the live stream, yet uh, we're in Ephesians 4 coming on uh, the, the service on Sunday was serving Sunday and so what's it look like for the for Calvary Bible Church to um, play their part in the body and so my quick recap of Sunday's service was to um, read Ephesians 4 recognize that we all have a part to play and one of the main reasons in that text in particular is that so that we're not just mature, but mature enough to withstand, um, you know, false teachings um, mm-hmm. and a stable, a stable body. Um, because there's other spiritual gift texts mm-hmm. that you could have gone to, but this one in Ephesians four in particular highlights that as being one of the reasons that we should all play our part 
in this, uh, you know, in this church together. Mm -hmm. So any, yeah. any no, quick things good, to add? No, it's a good summary. And part of the reason for the choice of Ephesians 4 was the, the opportunity to make that link between a body that's uh, functioning well because all of the parts are working that connected to um, our ability to handle the type of teaching that has always infiltrated the church throughout the centuries and is continuing to do so. And in the series coming up, uh, we'll continue to talk about some of the things that are happening to Christian people with respect to how they read the Bible. And um, so there was sort of a, in my mm -hmm. mind, I was sort of thinking ahead as well. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, I'm not going to be here next Sunday, so. Communion Sunday, and it'll just be, um, just to focus on communion theme, actually, from uh, the Lord's very, very difficult uh, John chapter 6, where he says, he talks about, you have to eat his flesh or, and drink his blood, mm. which uh, was one of those times where many of his disciples, many of his followers mm -hmm. left him because of that saying. So we're going to talk about why that's such an important concept and why was it radical enough for them to walk away from him hmm. just leading into communion though which okay. is the very enacting of yeah eating and drinking yeah okay him so yeah okay. good that'll be uh yeah i will but i'll probably watch you just it. Heard it so that's the short version okay so now i don't have to there nice you go. all right get the week off all right so here's a, a good question that came in uh, is there a distinction between spiritual gifts and talents or skills that was part one of the mm -hmm. question. So, yes. Go and ahead. The, the, um, the best thing to do is, to, is just to remember the supernatural aspect of the Holy Spirit of God being the gift, capital G, who then distributes the smaller spiritual gifts uh, to each uh, person. So the difference, the major difference is what we're talking about is a supernatural God-given capacity versus mm -hmm. a talent or a skill, which either you got because of your DNA, your physical DNA, or you learned it, tra you trained for it, you practiced, mm -hmm. and um, so there is a there is a big difference. And I, I I want us to keep focused on the supernatural capacity part. It doesn't mean it doesn't link up maybe with some personality traits or some of yeah. your background, mm -hmm. but it means that it shouldn't be described in those terms. It's something that the Spirit of God has gifted a person to do. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. And I would, I'm going to go out on a limb. Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty strong limb, though, and say that certainly God can use our, our talents and skills sure. for the building of the body sure. or for church life, whatever, as well. Um, but can I just quickly say, yeah. we probably wouldn't even separate those as a Christian. In other words, yeah, exactly. the reason why they're used is because you are a person indwelt by the Spirit of God who mm -hmm. has gifts. And of course, it's involving your whole person. So uh, there's a reason why he can use talents. Mm -hmm. It's because you're a part of his body. Yeah. And so just to, I'm thinking about my own life. And I, I think if you were to ask me what my spiritual gifts are, Pretty quickly, I would say one of them would be teaching. Mm -hmm. um, I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's something that has gone well for me over the years. But I also look back at like my upbringing, <clears throat> and like I, I look at my mom, and she's not a teacher, but she can explain things very clearly. Mm -hmm. And I have like I'm thinking even in the moment now, like 
how much of that is a spiritual gift? Am I confused in that? Or is there a little bit of both? Um, because some people, uh, you don't have to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit to be a good teacher or to be able to teach. Right, right. There's all kinds of good communicators that don't know the Lord. Yeah. Um, so is the spiritual gift of teaching, um, is that something uh, where the, the content of what you're teaching is spiritual in nature or uh, for maybe it's for a different purpose? I would say this, the, that the purpose is probably central. So when you start to ask the question, for instance, if someone mm -hmm. were asking the question, what's the difference between a good communicator who's not a Christian versus a good Christian communicator? The question is, uh, or the difference is, that the Christian communicator has the supernatural ability to communicate the truth of God for the purpose of mm. building up the body. That's not true of a non-Christian. A, a non-Christian person can't, uh, cannot teach the scriptures well. Yeah, It's not because they can't, they, they can't uh, uh, comprehend the words. It's they're not in the body of Christ. Mm. So, I mean, at a very simplistic level, you can't have a non-body part contributing to the body. It's yeah. Kind of a simplistic way to think about. Uh, but but I, so I would yeah. say of the two mm -hmm. options, the purpose part of it is, is central. Supernatural capacity, spiritual gift given to a person to build up the body of Christ. Gotcha. Yeah, because we've got, I mean, we've got people in the church who are teachers themselves. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, someone like Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn, Sean, and then and there's others. Phil. Yeah. A bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and whether or not they exercise, well, they're, I mean, they're gifted teachers. Um, and I've seen Vaughn in action, for example. Uh, he's a gifted teacher. Um, and I've also seen him do some teaching in the church, too, mm -hmm. even though yeah. not on a real regular basis. But yeah, that would be an example of maybe a little bit of a both. Yeah. Um, okay. That's mm -hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, Super. second part to that question, um, and this is something we've talked about before, but are the gifts specifically mentioned in Ephesians 4, Romans 12, and then the 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 passages, are they the only legitimate spiritual, in quote, gifts? Are they the only ones? So most of, um, most of the people that I've consulted over the years would say that it's probably not a comprehensive list. That's mm -hmm. not the intention of it. But that doesn't help us really. The, I guess the question would be, <laughs> no. it doesn't, because the question then, my follow-up question is always, okay, if that's not, if that's not the exhaustive list, uh -huh. who's going to come up with the other one? And, Life and way is. And do, yeah, and does it, right, and does it, does that, um, is that as authoritative as the scripture? My answer to that is no. As soon as I add a gift that's not in Scripture, I'm sure that's being done through implication. In other words, if you have a list of, yeah. of uh, you said, life, if Lifeway has a spiritual gift list and it has items on there that are not listed in, I don't know, what are the texts like uh, uh, Romans, Romans 12, 12 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 12. 12, 13, and 14. The Ephesians 4, remember, is spiritual people. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't we wouldn't include that as a as a list as a list of gifts. First Peter four has those broad categories, in which I want to talk about either in okay. this session or in the next one. Um, we'll do that. Uh, so that's the, that's the problem with with that question is 
I doubt that the I doubt that the list is is necessarily. Uh, I doubt that even the combined list in the New Testament mm-hmm. is exhaustive. It's just that where are we going to go to add to it? Mm-hmm. Like you know, if I threw it out to you folks, where, where would you go in scriptures to find more gifts, mm-hmm. and why would you do that, or how would you do it? Someone might say, "Well, I'm going to look at the I'm going to look at just my church experience." And out of my church experience, I've come up with a couple of other gifts that I've seen in action. Now, yeah. That may be so. I would just be cautious about putting that on par with the list that right. they might take on it. Yeah, but, and I thought um, that's what you would say based on our conversations in the past. And uh, I was joking about Lifeway because I hopped on Google real quick and mm-hmm. typed in spiritual gift lists. Mm-hmm. And they've got 16 listed and those yeah. are all ones that they're pulling out of those different passages yeah. that we just talked about, those chapters. Um, but what's interesting is none of them, like they don't match up. So it's not like Paul was sitting there and right. writing to the uh, Corinthian right. church or to the Roman church and making sure that they had a bulleted list of right. here's the possibilities. Um, but we know that those, Paul does highlight them so we can say with confidence, those are spiritual gifts. And then there's potentially other ones that might yeah. be out there, but we don't have the strong biblical ground to stand on to claim them. Um, yeah. yeah, that's good. My guess is that when you see some of the words in the list, uh, they probably extrapolated from some. For instance, uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about it again, but that that Peter passage that you referred to earlier yeah. There's only two angles listed there, speaking and serving. And so you can imagine the the plethora of options from those two. Mm, mm-hmm. Would you want to talk about that plethora? passage real quick? Uh, no, I know what plethora means. Okay. It means like a lot. Yeah. A variety, wide variety. But do you want to talk about that? We can, Peter uh, we can do that. Yeah. So I wish I would have said at the end, hey, look, um, the number one question that we get We've always gotten, you mentioned it earlier. How do I know my spiritual gift or how do I find my spiritual gift? What mm-hmm. spiritual gift do I have? That is always almost the number one question people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've said this for years. It's interesting that that's our number one question. And yet God nowhere in scripture gives an answer to that. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. And I've, I mean, this is a subject matter that over a lifetime of ministry, you know, this has been talked about a lot. Nowhere in the Bible does God tell a Christian how to find their spiritual gift. And yet, if you Googled how to find your spiritual gift, yeah, you'd you find, find all kinds of options. <laughs> and usually you take a test. Uh-huh. So hear me, I'm not against any of that. Yeah. What I'm against is the thought process. And I'm in in when we're trying to be worshipers and so forth, we're trying to say, wow, there must have been a reason why God didn't tell us the answer to this. Mm-hmm. It's our big question. He never answers it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, we don't need to know the answer to that, that, that if you're one of those folks that are trying to discover your spiritual gift, that's a waste of your time. What you have is you have two options. Speaking or serving, pick one. You have the 50-50 chance. And I know this is this seems so ridiculous, <laughs> but you have a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Yeah. Start there and don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So that's my f- just sort of a lead into, I wish I could have said to everyone on Sunday, 
look, while you're exploring what God might have you do, you've got two, op- you've got two, op- two broad options. Pick one. Yeah. And don't worry about it because you're in a faith family that will quickly let you know whether you made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines is such a simple, to me, such a, a liberating way to think about spiritual gifts. Yeah. Instead of, I wonder which one I have. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It doesn't matter. What, which one are you doing? Are you speaking or serving? Uh-huh. What has the Spirit of God given you capacity to do? So have you ever taken one of the spiritual gift tests? You've never done it. Don't you? Are you not tempted by it? <laughs> You're so boring. Um, I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm spiritually stubborn. Like I we shouldn't go together. That's not yeah, too yeah, yeah. I took one, but it was a long time ago, and I don't, I don't remember what it said, honestly. Um, I remember it being a little bit like those personality tests you might take, I've taken those. like the Myers Briggs mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, and and maybe there's some validity there, and and sure. they're not they're not bad things. So no, you know they're not. Um, I think they can help, but I think the bottom line is if we're gonna if we're gonna think about what our part is in building up the body, step number one is doing something, you know, exercising those spiritual muscles mm-hmm. and putting them into practice, and then mm-hmm. I like I I've I've been encouraged over the years. I remember a guy who I said, you know, would you be willing to do some teaching? And he was really hesitant. And, um, I said, why don't you just give it a try and we'll see how it goes. And he gave it a try and it didn't go great. Mm. Well, I'll be honest. It didn't go great. Mm. Um, but he gave it a try and that yeah. was so good. And, um, you know, and you can find, find a, a better place to serve. Um, so just being willing to put yourself out there a little bit and yeah. give things a try. And, um, yeah. And sometimes maybe those spiritual gifts get stronger, um, over the years too. Right. And the Spirit of God is not the, the, the Spirit of God who gifted you is not going to leave you in the dark about how to serve. Mm-hmm. That's just I'm thinking I'm just thinking theologically, why wouldn't God tell us how to find our gift? Yeah, it's because the whole thing is a spirit thing. And if the spirit's good at anything, he's really good at guidance. Yeah. So he's not going to gift a person and then leave them in the dark. Just follow him and. You're gonna know. You're gonna know. That's Speaking good. or serving. Speaking. Pick pick one. You got a fifty fifty shot at it. And then once you get into that right lane, then you can figure out, you yeah. know, whether it's well, yeah. I'm looking at the list here. Yeah. Exhortation, uh, wisdom, mm-hmm. teaching. How many of this these lists or how many of these would be in the teaching category? Or the speaking category. Mm-hmm. I'm looking down through. That's right. You see my list here? I do. There's teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would certainly be in. Yeah, but look at all the speaking. Yeah. Yeah. But which ones? Well, leading. You got to speak. You yeah. can't lead without speaking. Would that be in both? Knowledge. What good is to have knowledge if you don't say it to someone? Yeah. It's not just knowledge for yourself. It's supposed to build up the body. Wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exhortation. Mm-hmm. Look at all the speaking options that are there. And speaking I'm not, to someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds of options. Uh, let me just say, too, have you ever thought about one of the problems of trying to pinpoint the gift is it's very, very easy then for the person to say, this is all I'm good at. 
So there is a sense in which you probably should stay open to the various ways in which speaking and serving can happen in your context mm-hmm. with the way God has wired you supernaturally. And that, that would be another maybe exhortation when you're, you know, you're thinking about serving or, or speaking. I, I'm not, I didn't mean serving in just the one vein, uh, serving uh, comprehensive for both speaking or serving, yeah. using, serving the body. Yeah, well, and just one quick thought uh, mm-hmm, to sure. wrap that up. Yeah. It, I was reading in 1 Corinthians 14, and Paul encourages or challenges the, the, the believers to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Yeah. Almost as if you may have your, your gifts, but just keep pursuing them. Don't be like con- mm. satisfied, like, okay, I got my, my lane, now I'm going to stay in it, and yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, just earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Yep. Um, something I remember John Piper saying stuck with me over the years, like January 1st, every year, you know, like a beginning of the year practice of his was to just pray, Father, if there's a gift that I'm lacking that you need me to have, please give it to me. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Honestly, the- this morning, walking over here, I was part of my prayer walking over here was, Lord, Show me how you want to use me. Mm-hmm. What, where, what do you have for me? Yeah, it's about the church. It's about the kingdom. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And for a guy like Piper, like you don't sense any pride in him. It's a, it's coming from a place of humility, which mm-hmm. hermeneutical or spiritual gift wise, that's a good place to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. All right. So we've got a lot to flesh out with this yeah. and. Um, Again, I'm not going to be around next week, but we're going to go into part two. So let's consider this part one, and then we'll come back next week and um, and finish out part two. Or we'll invite you guys to come back next week and finish out part two. And we'll finish the conversation now Good. in July. Good. All right. Thanks for joining us. See you guys. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday. 